Welcome to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. For those who have listened to this podcast, Nelson County, Kentucky is an example of a school board that we've covered at great length and how what they're doing in that particular county regarding their K-12 school system is both unique and remarkably nefarious. In this episode, I have a brief conversation with a parent by the name of Vanessa Linton. Now, in past episodes, I've talked about, again, the tree of totalitarianism and how little stories that you'll consistently hear in the news, like critical race theory, is just one berry on the tree. As it turns out, now we're getting closer to the root of the problem. And what you're going to hear Vanessa talk about is, in fact, closer to the root of the actual problem. These are the kinds of things that the mainstream media does not bring up. These are the real issues that are taking place. We're talking about workplace bullying. We're talking about harassment. We're talking about unprofessional practices from the top down, superintendent all the way down. And we're talking about a lack of academic rigor that is now commonplace within this school district and fully accepted among a great deal of people. Many of the parents are recognizing this as being remarkably problematic. But many of those that are in charge within the school district, including the superintendent himself, see this as a way forward, quote-unquote. Or, I don't want to use the phrase, the new normal, but unfortunately this is part of the communistic plan. The part of the communistic plan that a number of these schools have worked out throughout the United States is to reduce academic rigor, lower the standards of learning, lower the standards of teaching, and lower the standards for the entire school and the entire district. Now again, someone in that district listening to this might say, well, that's just one parent's perspective. One parent's perspective doesn't mean that it's everybody's perspective and blah, blah, blah. That's exactly what a bureaucrat would tell you. The fact is, is that Vanessa's perspective here, which you're going to hear, is a very common perspective. And when that perspective is shared by a wide number of people, That's referred to as a trend, and this, unfortunately, is a very unfortunate trend that is occurring. Well, um, my name is Vanessa Linton, and um, we are a blended family of seven kids that have all been in Nelson County school systems um, since they've started school, actually. And um, I have a graduate, uh, she's 23 years old now, and she went through Nelson County and um, we really never had any problems. I was never really as involved then as I am now, but it was because I didn't know just how involved I could be, I guess. Um, You know, I I wasn't aware of site base and different things like that. I was made aware of PTO meetings back then for fundraisers and stuff. It wasn't until about two years ago that um, I kind of got more involved and started figuring out things I could do and that I could actually be a voice for my my next six that I had to go through in school. So um, I actually have been on the site base for Nelson County High School this past school year. And um, in dealing with that, I've learned a lot more. And I had a senior this year that just graduated. And... um, He's a very smart boy, but he's also a boy that just really didn't care if he ever did his work or not. So freshman, sophomore, and junior year, he um, he winged it. Needless to say, he, he literally just winged it. He slid 
through those grades, um, A's, B's, C's, D's, and occasionally some F's. And, you know, I'm, I'm wanting constantly. Uh, when it came to his senior year, he said, Mom, I've only got to go to school an hour on Monday and an hour on, or two hours on Wednesday, I'm sorry. And I said, how is that? You know, like, you've slacked so much through your first three years of high school. How on earth can you possibly do that? And um, he said, I have all my credits. And he said, they told me I could work. Well, at the time, he was working at a little, um, like a fast food mart thing um, here in our town. And that wasn't in his work, you know, his work-based learning career path, I guess, that you would call it. And uh, so he had a rush to find something that he could, you know, get a job in. That way he could co-op or, or help, whatever you want to call it. And uh, so he ended up accepting a job with his grandfather that owns um, a machine shop here in our town. They build motors and stuff. And um, he ended up working almost 40 hours a week his entire senior year this year. Wow. And, yeah, it really... It really did not smack me in the face until about two months before he graduated. And I hate that it took that long, but I, I don't know why reality didn't sit in with me faster on what just happened in his senior year. Other than, you know, we all dealt with the COVID and schools being shut down. And, you know, it, we like I said, we are a large family and um, it, it, we live with a lot of chaos regardless of if COVID's in there. Um so it, it just really hit me and I was like, oh my gosh, he's really worked this many hours and he did not enjoy his senior year. But all I could think about is what high school student wants to be in school. So, so what I have learned in this whole process is that all of these children are finding a career path. Well, I shouldn't say all. Let me let me rephrase that. Most of these children are picking something that they can go and do so they can get out of school. They don't want to be in school. You know, you might have two out of ten students that say, "I want to go to school my entire senior year." And uh, in Site Base, we had a meeting about you know the work based learning program, and Miss Cody came in and talked to us all about it and stuff. And I, you know, made her aware of how I felt. And that I didn't feel that these students should be working all these hours and, you know, different things. Was this, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt. Was was this the the principal of the school you were talking to? Uh, No, she's the one that's over top of the uh, work-based learning program, I guess you would say. Okay. Yeah, she's the one that like helps the children find their, their path and and stuff like that. And uh, find a job, basically. Yes, yes, to find the jobs. And anyways, um, she had claimed that there was a meeting and I'm not going to deny that there probably was a meeting, um, but I never got the email about it, but I get all of our other emails. So I didn't understand that. Uh, while we were at that site based meeting, she said that she had had a meeting for the incoming seniors. Well, this coming school year, I'll have two seniors at Nelson County. I'll have my stepdaughter. And then I'll have my son that'll both be seniors at Nelson County. And they're already getting texts asking where they're going to be working, what they're going to be doing, you know, and, and stuff like that. And I'm like, we're not doing this again. You know, I have called every school surrounding Nelson County and their programs do not work like this. Those, those kids at these other schools are not allowed to be out working that many hours a week. 
And, you know, I have a couple of friends and their sons also worked 40 hours a week. And now one of them said that she did have to sign off that her son was allowed to work that many hours a week. But I never was asked to sign off on that or even knew that existed to be signed off on. Now, it is my fault that I allowed him. I, I take full responsibility. You know, I could have put my foot down and been like, no, you're going to do this. But at the same time, what was he going to do? You know, what classes was he going to take in school? Was what he kept arguing is, what, what am I going to take, Mom? I don't need these classes, so what am I going to do? When I could be working and making money. And that's the thing. Like, now my next two that are being seniors, all I'm hearing is how, well, one of them is actually working at, um, Flagey hospital, which is now called CHI. She, she does have a good job there. Um, and I, and I have no issues with that. But at the same time, um, the way she's talked is she's wanting to continue to work the same amount of hours, which I think is around 32 hours a week. She's a very smart, intelligent kid. Um, but I'm like, we don't need that many hours during school. You know, we, we just do not need that. Let me, let me ask you a quick question. When, mm -hmm. when your son was working 40 hours a week for his grandfather, mm -hmm. the, the school was allowing this to happen? Yes, they did occasionally check in um, to, um, you know, make sure everything was going good, I guess, and see. I guess maybe I asked him, because his dad also works there. I did ask um, how many times he thought that maybe, you know, Miss Cody had checked in or whoever also checks in with them. And he said probably about four or five times, you know, over that year they checked in. So if he wasn't working there 40 hours, let's say. And he, uh -huh. and he was only maybe working there a few hours or maybe not at all, um, but, but was attending school full time his senior year. What would he have been doing in school? That's that's my question is what would he have been doing? Because, you know, when I argued with him, um, you know, like, you know, Logan, why don't you stay in school? Why don't you, you know, find something to do there for a couple of hours? You, you don't want to waste your senior year. You never, ever get that back. You know, I wanted him to have the memories, even though it was a COVID year and it was it was not fun. Um, you know, so the, and he went virtual is what he ended up doing. He ended up doing the virtual program, which still he only had to have an hour on a Monday and I think two hours on the Wednesday. And, um which, that was it. Which, which subject matters was he was he taking? Because the the, uh, the, re, the reason I'm asking is it's very odd that that they would just let the student work work for an entire year and and not you know I mean clearly the entire thing is this giant experiment and it's remarkably odd. Yes, yes. Um, now he ended up. I know he had to do a math, and I'm pretty sure the other one might have done an English. Um, I'm pretty sure those were the two that he had to take. And I'm going to add in there, here's something else that I agreed to that I was not aware of how it worked. And again, I take full responsibility. But when parents are made aware of what's going on fully, you know, I don't know how to, I don't know how to explain how I'm feeling about that, but... There's a program called Play-Doh. Have you ever heard of that? No. Okay. So what he ended up doing is, I think it was around Christmas, he ended up opting out of virtual and did full-blown Play-Doh. 
Play-Doh program is literally they handed him his assignments for the second, you know, like for the last semester of the school year, um, and had to have all of those completed right before graduation. So I had no access to see if he was completing assignments, if he was turning them in, you know, or anything like that. I had no knowledge of anything. I had to contact the teacher over top of the Play-Doh program to see where he stood, you know, and to be honest with you, guess what happened? He fell behind. He was slacking. The last two weeks of school is when he rushed to get it done. And again, I'm to blame for that because I wasn't aware of how the program worked when I agreed to it. You know, he was doing virtual. Um, I thought that the Play-Doh program would make it easier on him, you know, to be able to work and, you know, do it at his terms instead of the classroom terms because he wasn't getting online in any way. And he was going to work. And it's called Play-Doh. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's called the Play-Doh program. And here's where we fall into a problem with the Play-Doh program. My junior, that is now a uh, son that's getting ready to be a senior, uh, he, he must have apparently slacked off at the end of the school year last year and he did not finish his math. And so they're allowing him to do Play-Doh to make up that program, that, that credit that he needed. So this Play-Doh program is a, a, a sort of a credit recovery kind of thing? Uh, yes, I would say that's kind of what it is. Okay. Yeah. But, but- and I know a student that completed it within two weeks. How do you complete, a, you know, I don't know how you get a credit in two weeks versus how we have to go to school this, you know, for the entire time. Yeah, I I watched a student of mine return on the last day of school after he had already graduated from high school. And he he was told he had to come back because he didn't have an entire year of a science credit. So he Uh he sat in front of a computer for six hours and obtained the entire credit. Right. I I don't get it. And and summer school was the same way. I mean, I didn't have any that attended summer school, but... During site base, um, we were told that they could, I guess, complete their class that they failed within two weeks, I believe was the time frame. Um, and we all didn't really, I don't think we all saw eye to eye on that just because every kid would want to fail just to come in to get that done in two weeks moving forward. No kidding. They're yeah. playing the system. <laughs> the, the system. Yeah. The system's broken, and then they're just, I mean, they're learning the game. I mean, at this point, I feel like our you know, I mean, we have poor leadership, obviously, but at the same time, our children are almost running these schools at their junior and senior year. They're doing what they want to do, not what they should be doing as a senior. D- describe, um, are you on the site-based committee anymore or not? Um, my last will be, let's see, I think I sit in July and that's it. We'll be done. I think I'll be done in July. Describe your time on that committee a little bit, if you can. Um, Of course, like I said, it was all new to me because I wasn't aware of what all that was because nobody's ever really made me, you know, knowledgeable of it, um, you know, how it worked and everything. And um, it was when an actual, we lost a basketball coach due to some, um, basically he didn't have the same vision is what it is. And that's when I got on Facebook and started doing what I do and ranting and raving about how I didn't agree with things, you know, in the school system and everything like that. And, um, everybody kept saying, you need to be a voice. You need, 
you need to run for site base. And um, actually, I got I was like, no, no, I don't want you know I don't want to do that or whatever. But I got nominated, and finally I accepted. I was like, yes, you know what? It, I'm going to do it. Um, it wasn't what I thought it would be. It, I mean, what you could bring up things, but it wasn't like I, I still never felt like I had the voice that I should have had. Not that anybody ever stopped me, um, by any means, you know, I love our principal there. He is fantastic. And, you know, he's the one that leads our site base there. Um, and we had some great teachers on, on there with me. Um, but I, you know, like, I think we were supposed to have agreed on certain classes and, and different things like that. And those were kind of things that were never, really talked about that we should have agreed on as the site base from my understanding site base is the one that like I guess okays some of the classes that come through um and to be honest I was never really fully trained on site base we did it through um zoom because of covid and I did the first one but I don't think I was ever trained on the second one so maybe I lacked a lot of knowledge on what site base was all about what um what's your take on Wes Bradley? Um, I went to school with Wes. We weren't really friends by any means. I mean, like we didn't hang out or anything like that. We had a lot of mutual friends. Um, always thought he was a great guy during school. Never had a negative, you know, thought about him. And um, my ex husband actually grew up as a neighbors with him. And um, I'm floored. I'm really floored with how anybody that could come out of Nelson County High School and and then, you know, graduate from there, leave, and come back and do this. I, I don't get it. You know, and it's not about the merger anymore. You know, we don't want the merger um, for a lot of reasons, but the merger has done this onset of what on earth is happening to our youth, you know, um, I feel like Wes has set in failure. I mean, we have so many students that are lacking so much that it's unreal. It's very, very scary. It, it is so scary. I don't even know how to explain it. Do me a favor if you can and just try to, you know, try to gauge what what other people are saying about him. Again, I'm not, you know... I'm not really interested in gossip. I'm more interested in just cold hard facts as far as, as you know, what's going on there and, and the perceptions that people have about what what's what's happening there and how he's behaving. And again, I've heard a lot of stuff. I've heard him having people uh, provide threatening phone calls to people who disagree. We know yeah. that we, we know he's run people out of town. He's run people out of that district. Yes. Um, you know, we are a small, small knit town and you hear everything and, uh, there's a lot of very unhappy people and, you know, I don't, I don't get into all the name calling and, and the bullying and, you know, try to do all that stuff on Facebook like a lot of people have, but when it comes down to it, the biggest thing you're going to hear anybody say is that he is bullying. He's bullying our teachers. He's bullying our principals. He's bullying our administration. It's, you know, maybe not all of them. Maybe they don't see it that way. Or maybe he has his picks that he wants underneath of him. But the ones that he doesn't are definitely getting pushed out that door. It's no different than the coach I was telling you about. He, 
he he was. I just don't understand. He was also our special education teacher, I believe, was his was his um, role there, and he was one year from being tenured in, and. We went from, of course, my son played basketball, so this this really touched me. Like, this one really got me, and this is when I got really involved. But, you know, I think the season before, we had only won two games. And then the next season, the season that they let him go, we became runner-up in our district. And then, the, I mean, you know, they were all for him during that time, you know, all of this stuff. And then all of a sudden, he doesn't have the same vision. And he doesn't meet the vision and all this stuff of Nelson County that Wes has, you know. And the thing is, is nobody can get what his vision is. What What is Wes Bradley's vision for Nelson County? He, nobody will answer that. Yeah, it doesn't sound like he can answer it either. No. Yeah. No, not at all. It, it is pretty clear, though, that that there's this communistic plan that's in place there to turn Nelson County school district into a work camp. Yes. And basically produce students who are unknowledgeable, um, don't read, don't write, don't have the knowledge, the basic knowledge skills that anybody would need in, in society. And then, uh, lack the qualifications to, to do, something else other than remain right um and to touch base on that um i work at our passport office through um through um the post office here in our town and we have youth come in there all the time and i understand a lot of schools have done away from cursive and and stuff like that but it's just unreal and it and it's sad that um, they come in there with their parents, 16, 17-year-old kids come in there with their parents, and when I ask them to sign or do anything, they're completely clueless. Like, like they're clueless to the point that they should not be clueless. It's, you know, it's a simple task that you shouldn't have to look at your parent and say, what do I need to do? You know, th- that is not what it should be happening. And, you know, you go to... Um, recently I've been to showers, like a baby shower, a bottle shower, and that, the person opening up a card, you know, be humiliated because they can't read. They can't read what is inside that card because it's wrote in cursive. And, you know, I, and like I said, a lot of schools are leaving it based on the teacher to, to teach cursive or not teach cursive. And yes, we could teach that at home. Um, but it's just, it's just that kind of stuff. Kids can't tell time unless it's digital anymore. You know, I mean, when are we going to get back to knowledge? I mean, just the, the knowledge of common sense, everyday life that they need to have. You know, that's what's going to make our children grow, grow up to pick a good career path for them. If they don't, if they don't have common sense, I, I mean, how is the book smart going to get you anywhere? Because they're not even teaching the book smarts anymore, obviously. The one thing that I, I keep preaching, and I, I have preached this until I'm blue in the face, and... I'll never stop saying it, is if you have, no matter what grade or age your child is, get involved. I wished, I wished with everything in my heart that I had gotten involved when my oldest was in elementary school, besides just, you know, school lunches or school programs. I wish that I knew more about site base and different things like that, that I could have sit back and listened to what 
um, you know, was changing or going to happen. I didn't know about board meetings, you know, within our board of education. Um, you know, just get involved. The, the younger generation parents need to be involved. They need to hear and see with open eyes, you know, what's going on. I'm really worried about, you know, um, I'm really worried about next year because, like I was telling you earlier, when it comes to the work-based learning program, you know, in our site-based meeting, to touch, uh, touch back on that a little bit, um, we did talk about doing a co-op option, which I've been out of school 20-plus years now, and when I was in school, you were only allowed to co-op in the afternoons. Um, you, you didn't do an all-day program. And from my understanding, we might be doing an AM program and a, and a PM program. Um, I'm not for sure how it's going to change for next year, but, you know, that's something that I really do hope that we can get changed for sure. Has there been any talk about people running for school board and getting rid of these school board members? Oh, there's a lot of talk about it. Yes, a whole lot of talk. Um, you know, we feel like there's about only one that is probably for us from what we hear. Um, I've actually talked to board members from other counties, and they've let me know that one of our board members, I don't want to give out any names, but they've, they've made it clear that they're friends with one board member and that they are not for West Bradley whatsoever. And there's a few that are coming up, you know, within, I think, maybe next year, and we have some really good candidates that want to be on that board. That's really so, that's really how you reverse everything there, and I've mentioned that, and Vanessa and I have talked about that at length, and yes, um, I'm, I'm sure you have as well with a number of people. But that's the only way that things are going to get fixed there, unless you catch West Bradley breaking the law. Right, you know, and that's that's the thing. Like there is a lot of questionable items that you know we we just once we find our contacts of how to approach certain things, you know, it, it'll there'll be a time. But I don't know. It's just um, it's just trying to get everything in order right now and figuring it all out. You know, like I said, I just hope that other parents start to really get involved and hopefully we can get Nelson County back to where it needs to be. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Make sure and check out AmericanEducationFM.com for more information. Take care and God bless. <laughs>